Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Oh, Recorded live. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we want to thank you, O God, for this Bible study tonight, God. We ask, God, that we, that you use us, O God, as vessels of honor, God, that you may pierce the heart, O God, of some man, woman, boy, or girl tonight, God. Give them, O God, Jesus, clarity, O God, for the questions that they may have, God. But God, most importantly, O God, Draw them into the ark of safety, O oh God. For we know, O oh God, that time and time, O oh God, that you're soon to come. And we ask, God, that you will continue to bless, O oh God. Continue to bless each teacher, O oh God. Can bless, continue to bless your audience, O oh God. That we may provide fruit, O oh God. That they may eat, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank and praise God tonight for all of you that are joining with us and for the Bible panel members. We thank God for his move on this week, how he's watched over and protected all of us. We want to send a shout-out to our evangelist, Lily Taylor, mm-hmm. and let her know that we are praying for her mm-hmm. for a swift recovery. And then we're gonna tonight we're going to talk about Paul. But I just want to let the Lord know that I love him. Say a hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise yes, your name. Thank you for all you've done this week and every day that I exist. We're talking about um, Acts chapter 9 tonight, and it's going to involve the conversion of Paul. But I'd like to get a little history of the person that we'll be mostly discussing, the character, rather, Paul was um, born in Asia off the southern part of uh, southern coast of Turkey in a little place called Tarshish. Well, it wasn't a small place. His parents were Jewish, presumably strict Pharisees, and they were also Roman citizens. Judea was within the Roman Empire, which involved a lot of Jews and all. But what I want to talk about most is that Paul had studied at the age of 14. He was sent to Jerusalem to be trained as a rabbi. And he had a prominent teacher by the name of Gamaliel. And uh, he trained there for quite some time. And because of the strong convictions of his parents being Pharisees and his teachings that he learned from his teacher in uh named Gar, I keep pronouncing his name wrong, Garnell. He Gamaliel. Be- yeah, he became very uh, strict, and when which when he saw people doing things that he believed to be wrong, mm-hmm. he was very adamant about it, and he wasn't afraid to let them know. He persecuted the people of God, and he really thought he was doing the will of God, but, you know, sometimes we get so zealous, and Paul was a very zealous being 
before he was converted and afterwards. He took what he did to heart, and he gave 110% in everything that he did. So he, as uh, we're going to read in Chapter 9, we're going to read about his conversion and all that happened. But he, I want you to understand that Paul, being the missionary that he is, was, opened the doorway for us as Christians because he led an example letting us know that regardless of what situation we're in, what circumstances we go through, what uh, happens to us, whether we're almost unto death or whether we're healthy, whatever state we find ourselves in, as long as we have faith and believe in Jesus Christ, there is nothing we can't do. And he was very uh, adamant about giving the word of God, spreading the good news which was said back in the day. And um, tonight we're just going to expound a little bit on it, compare situations back when um, he was doing his missionary work a little bit to what we do today and how God is still spreading the good news through his people and if you want to be called a Christian, you're a Christian. I just like to be called one of the people of God. So I'm going to open it up to the panel members and let them uh, start it out. Uh, praise God. I just want to bring out a point. When uh, uh, Paul had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ as he was going to Damascus, praise God, to persecute the saints of God. And um, Paul was knocked off of his horse. And when he fell on the ground, uh, the Lord spake unto Paul, but Paul didn't recognize Jesus' voice. So he said, Lord, Lord, you know, uh, well, who art thou? And Jesus answered him and said uh, that he was Jesus whom he persecuted. And he told him that it is hard to kick against the pricks. The part that I want to bring out that was, I was thinking on it today, and the thought came to my mind, um, I said, now, why was Paul knocked off of the mule? And because I want to bring this part in with Paul. Paul was a very learned man. Praise God is our evangelist. And he said he was brought up under the teacher of Gamaliel. Praise God, a, a very versed man in the scriptures of uh, Judaism. Praise God. Um, the, the Jews' religion, uh, a strict believer in the law. Praise God. But now when Jesus uh, came on the scene, he brought grace and truth with him, and he taught the saints in a more perfect way. Praise God. And when uh, uh, when 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 um. Paul was knocked off the horse. What came to my mind as I was thinking upon it, because of Paul being so well learned in the law, praise God, under Judaism, praise God, that Paul had to be humbled. He had, he had to come down off the horse, and I'm thinking about the horse as being so high and lifted up in self sometimes. Praise God, it's hard for a person that think that they know Everything there is to know, hallelujah, God, except that they be humble and come down. The Lord said, except you be converted and be as a little child, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. So I believe that Jesus Christ brought him down off that horse to let Paul know, Paul, um, I, I have need of you. 
I'm going to make you a special vessel unto myself, but I need to bring you down. I need to show you a more perfect way. And and I believe at that time, praise God, when Paul was knocked off of that horse, praise God, and he was taken unto Ananias, praise God, because he had been stricken blind. And, and Ananias prayed for Paul to receive his vision. I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ at that time revealed unto Paul all things that he must go through for his name's sake, praise God. So Paul, even in that brief encounter with Jesus Christ, praise God, Paul was chosen really, hallelujah, to go out. He was in a, a chosen vessel to go unto not the house of the Jews, but to go unto the Gentiles, which included us. Paul was a disciple chosen by God to take the message unto the Gentiles. So we thank God for Paul's conversion, praise God, and the same with us, praise God, when we are converted, we are supposed to go out, praise God, and tell somebody else about the goodness of the Lord and his saving grace. Right now, I'm just going to close on that point and let someone else carry on. Sometimes we as the people of God, just like Paul, you can use it in the early, in this day and time. Sometimes we have to be knocked out, knocked down, mm-hmm. and God bring us because some like some of us think that sometimes we are higher than the ones that, but we also got to realize that God took time for us and God has brought us up, and everybody has to be made because like, a boldness to come in where you feel you know you can't tell me this because I've been in church so long and you can't and uh and I know this is but everybody learns everybody has to learn. Because it, we have to realize that uh, there's only one God give it, give it this wisdom and understanding and give it the charge concerning the things that we do. Keep God, for he is, the, for he is our God and mm-hmm. our Lord. But we've got to realize that we can't overrule God. We cannot do nothing that God don't want us to do. For thou shalt be the, his witness. God wanted us. Uh, Saul to be a witness to the people because they know how he persecuted the ones. He mm-hmm. talked about them all bad. And the people say, is this the one that, in so many words, disrespected the sinners? And look at him giving God the glory, giving God the honor. That proves that when God come into your life and fill you with the Holy Ghost, God will lead and guide you. But sometimes your eyes, the shackles have to be taken off your eyes. Like they say, the scales and everything, that you can see clearly. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just can't see clearly when you're in your will. But when God clean you up, like he had to do, oh, he had to clean him up. He had to make him a new creature. He had to open up his eyes in the fullness that regardless of what he say, it don't mean nothing. You have to do what God say. It might hurt people sometimes. It might do this. But that's when God can use, see, like he used the one that you figure ain't no good, that gave that that didn't give him the glory, that didn't give him the honor. And when people see that God has cleaned you up and made a new, it be, they'll believe that it is, it is true, a true and living God. And if God has did it for you, he can do it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I just want to go back referencing a little bit of what our evangelist Dorothy Beatty said when uh, Saul was knocked off the horse and blinded by the light of Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes we as people of God, we go to school, we get educated, and we come from well-to-do families, and we think some things are just beneath us. And then when we begin to... um, go about our daily lives, we don't always treat people the way we want to be treated. We treat people the way we believe they should be treated. I think when Paul had learned, uh, according to the Pharisees' teaching and then Gamaliel's teaching, that he became a little uh, self-righteous because he was a zealous person. So when he learned something, he learned it well and thought that his way was the correct way because he actually believed what persecuting the people of God, he was doing God a favor. He was Amen. doing God's work. But as later we go on to see, when Jesus had to take, knock him off that horse, wipe his mind, take his eyesight, that mm-hmm. he depend on no one but him. After he struck him off that horse, he began to speak to him because he wanted to know what Paul wanted to know what was going on. So when he began to speak to Paul, he said, why persecutest thou me, Paul? And then when Paul learned that it was Jesus he was talking to, he began to consider his situation. Now he is knocked off his horse, the mule, and he's blinded. He can't see, and he's in the middle of the street. So what God did was, Jesus did was, he talked to an individual in another another city and told him what had happened to Paul. And this might be us when someone is converted and we know what they used to be and we don't always want to take them as face value as being born again, saved, saved by the Holy Ghost. He said, well, isn't that the guy that used to persecute the people of God? Why should I go and help him? But when we become converted, all that was in our past should be done away with. So when we meet somebody that used to know our past and they're born again, they should, not always, but they should treat us as they've never met us before. Now, the thing about it was once he had done that, he stripped Paul of that knowledge that he had with the Pharisees, not the basic knowledge, because the basic knowledge is good. But he sent him to basic training where he was trained and they taught him the word of God according to the spirit of God. Now, after he learned that, learned the word, nothing could stop him. He was wide open. He knew the voice of God. He knew what God wanted him to do. He knew where to go. He knew how to get there. He knew what was going to happen when he got there, how he would be persecuted, how they would be, uh, stone, were going to stone him in some places. He even witnessed the first stoning of the martyr, which was Stephen. Mm-hmm. He went through the exact thing, yet he didn't die. You know, God takes us through the same roads to let us know where we came from and what we did ourselves to make us humble to receive what he wants for our lives. And Paul had no thought for his life. Wherever God sent him, he went. Now, there were times he got a little fleshly, but he made it known that this is I, 
Paul that speaketh and not the Spirit. So in chapter 9, knowing his conversion, it's pretty much like a lot of us, most of us when we get converted. We have to be brought to attention. God has to get our attention some kind of way. Maybe it's a sickness of a child. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's a loss of a job. Maybe you lose your home, whatever situation might be. He gets your attention so he can begin to talk to you. Once that door is open, then he can begin to teach us. But as long as that door is not open, we don't want to hear the voice of God. We can hear it, but we don't recognize it. And when we learn and recognize the voice of God, then we too become missionaries such as Paul. We become completely converted, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and God directs our path. As long as we stay on the straight and narrow, as long as we do what God wants us to do, listen to his voice and following his will, then we're good. We're born again. I want to add to that as well. Um, in looking at Paul, souls, um, I think about, I, I, I look at the picture of God. I'm like, God is so wise mm-hmm. to pick a man with his character, aggressive, zealous, I mean, just full of energy, whatever he's set his mind to do, he just went after it. That's and he right. did it, and he destroyed it. And, and he, whatever he set his mind to do fleshly, and then you take that thing and you turn it around spiritually, Amen. he had that same type of energy. Mm-hmm. Whatever he set his mind to do, he went after it 105% for God. Mm-hmm. So look how wise God is. Saul was on the horse. Whatever your horse is, whatever that thing that, that's keeping you uplifted in the world, could be your car, could be your job, as some make it could be your degree, untouchable degree, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I don't need God. And you know what? And when God can take that same degree, change that, that natural thing into a spiritual thing, that knowledge that you've obtained, obtained in God, in, in, the, in the world, take you into the word of God, you are able to expound the word of God, you are able to pierce the heart of many people that surround you and God or set those people in place. You are able to draw, draw them to your teaching and your, your testimony of the things that you've done in life, just like Saul. Full of energy, full of energy, and whatever God needs to do in your life to draw your attention back to Him, God will take that thing away. God will take whatever it is away from you because God is God. God is Almighty. He's all powerful, and so you know. And, and Saul so, so just thought that he was doing God a favor, mm-hmm. and he if he thought he was doing God a favor. And then God said, hey, so it's hard to kick, to, to, to kick against my, my standards, my laws. I have standards here. I have laws. You're not going to kick against my laws, and then you survive. So God got him one day when he was on that horse. He was right. Can you imagine him just bubbling, bubbling on that horse, and God knocked him down on the ground? Hey, this is, this is the time now. I got you now. 
and, I, and, and, and then you can hear my voice. You, you, you know it's me. I, I, God set that thing up so good. Put him under the feet of Gamaliel. Where he got all the teaching, he got all the trippings, he got all the priests, got everything. God, God prepared him. So when God knocked him to the ground, got him up and said, hey, I need you, buddy, I need you. Mm-hmm. I need you to go out and deliver my word. Use that same energy. And you look through the New Testament, you see how Paul wrote these books, how Paul, how God used him mightily, mightily, mightily changing that old man into the new man. I'm finished. Amen. I like uh, verse 9, when he was thrown off the horse and he was blinded. He was blinded for three days and three three nights, and he was without uh, sight, and he didn't eat nor drink. He was fasting those three days. Mm -hmm. And then I think about that number three, which which stands for the Trinity, God Father, God the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. I, I I like what God did with Paul because he had Paul at a point where Paul had to trust God. And with Paul trusting God, as as each each panel member has said, that Paul was very uh, diligent and whatever he sought out, he finished it. You know, and even though he was really questioned after his conversion, he it didn't stop him from professing who Jesus Christ was. It did not stop him one iota when they really didn't want to listen to him or was skeptical because he was the man who who was prosecuting some of the people that they have known, if not some of their relatives. He had had put them in jail. He had beat them. He did all matters of evil against them. But yet when he began to preach the word of God, I like Paul because Paul stood on the word of God. He didn't stand on man. He didn't stand on friends. He stood on the on the word of God, and he spoke that boldly wherever he went. And right after he had been converted, amen, not many days later, they sought out to try to kill him. And mm-hmm. that was only a few days after he had been converted. Mm-hmm. He was on fire for God. And they kept and they heard about him and they sought to kill him. And then when they could not kill him, the people uh put him, let him down on the wall in a basket. But that didn't stop Saul. He was determined because God said he told Paul that um where was it? I think it was in ooh, 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 ooh. When 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 God told him, You will suffer much because of me. And I have called you to do a work for me. And Paul, he heard what he said, and he he just kept on. He grew more and more in God because he fasted, he prayed, and he listened to the to the teachers who taught him about the Word of God. But he was he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. After the scales fell from his eyes, after Ananias touched him, he was immediately filled with the Holy Ghost. So he had all power. Amen. That's it. <laughs> I, Praise I, God. I, oh. I like the part where <laughs> Oh, if I don't go. He goes 
goes to Damascus and all this happens to him. But this is just like God. There's always, always, no matter what the situation looks like, there's always a ram in the bush. Now, he was at Damascus. He was blind. He had fasted for three days and three nights. And God gives a vision to Ananias Uh in Damascus and tells him what to do. And in verse 11 of chapter 9, it says, And the Lord came unto him. Uh Up in number 10. Let me start with 10. And the 10 verse, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus. God already made the arrangements for him. Uh Named Ananias. Uh And to him... And the Lord in a vision, uh-huh. and yes. Ananias, and said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord said unto him, Arise and go unto the street, that's yes, where it was, which is called Straight, right. and inquire in the house of Judas <laughs> for one called Saul of Tarsus. For yes, behold, sir. he prayeth. Uh-huh. Go down just a little bit further. Because, mm-hmm. you know, God, now Paul persecuted the people of God, right? right. Now he's yes. been converted. He's heard the voice of God, and God has kept him on that fast for three days, sent Ananias to help him, and Ananias said, Lord, I have heard by many of the <laughs> how much That's a dead boy. He have done to thy saints at Jerusalem, from the chief priest to bind all that can on his name on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, to Ananias now, Go thy way, for he is chosen, a sinner chosen, vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings. And the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Isn't that just like God? He tells you what's going to happen, show you where to go, make a way for you, send the ram to help you out, to get you where you need to go, teach you what you need to know, and then he begins to use you for his glory. Now, Paul, mm, Lord, let me be a zeal for you. But isn't that just like God when he when he said line upon line, precept upon precept? Amen. <laughs> he does. He does. He never makes mistakes. He yeah. knows. He knows whose we are. We just got to realize whose we are. Amen. And then after we realize that, be willing to do as he tells us to do. Amen. 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 I just want to um, bring out a little more on verses 15 and 16, as um, the Lord revealed unto Ananias that Paul was a chosen vessel uh-huh. unto him to bear his name before the Gentiles, uh-huh. which are people outside of the Jewish race, because uh-huh. now you know that salvation, I mean, the the, um, the kingdom of God was really toward the Jews at first, but because the Jews rejected Jesus uh-huh. Christ, then he brought salvation unto the Gentiles, mm-hmm. praise God, which we are included. And mm-hmm. Paul was a chosen vessel to bear Jesus' name before the Gentiles, mm-hmm. praise God. And he he said that he was going to let Paul see just how great things he must suffer mm-hmm. for 
his name's sake. Praise God. And a lot of times, praise God, people go through, praise God, and before they, 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 they become unto the Lord, they may be one of the very ones that may have persecuted the saints beforehand. And they just don't, and, and, and even though they persecute the saints and take them through a lot, they really don't understand because the, the saints keep the joy, they keep the peace, they keep the love, and they just don't understand, well, after all I'm doing to them, they still, you know, loving me, they still praying for me, they still happy and joyous. Well, Paul, too, praise God, Paul had to know how much he would suffer for the name of Jesus. See, when we get converted, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be a bed of roses, that everything's going to go your way, that everything's going to be peaches and cream. No, we have to suffer in this walk, but even in suffering, the Lord said, if we suffer, suffer with him, hey, then we're going to reign with him. him. So Amen. it's joyous to suffer with the Lord because not only in this life are we promised great and, and, and glorious promises, but we look for an, an eternal hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, which we all are looking for. Praise God to inherit that eternal joy with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 and I like, praise God, how Paul, praise God, um, um, you know, stood as that chosen vessel after he was converted. Praise God. P- Paul, just like Jonah, <laughs> Jonah was sent to Nineveh. Praise God. Well, Paul got on the ball, too. Paul, Paul, even though Paul was learned in the Jewish religion, praise God, and Jesus came along and, and taught Paul a more perfect way, praise God, then he got on the mission to let, to declare first unto the Jews that Jesus was the Christ that they had been looking for all this time. And it's, 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 it's really amazing how in the Old Testament, the Jews, all the way from Genesis up unto the New Testament, the Old Testament testified of his coming, told them specifically how he would be. Uh-huh. Praise God, where he would be born, <coughs> what like, but they still rejected the Christ, uh-huh. and they wanted to kill those that even, you know, declared the word of God to declare that Jesus is surely the Christ. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. And then if you go down to verse 20, it states that after Ananias had taken uh Paul to his home and fed him, nursed him a little bit. It didn't take Paul 20 years before he got to the will of God. Amen. Amen. And straightway he preached in synagogues Mm -hmm. that he is the Son of God. Yes, Lord. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not that the destroyer destroyed? Them that which called on the name of G- Jews' name in Jerusalem. Now the thing about it is, now they see somebody that's been converted, that was a persecutor of the people of God, that helped to persecute Jesus Christ, and now they hear are hearing his testimony that he now believes that Jesus was the Christ. 
that he now is teaching in the synagogue. See, he was able to go into the synagogue and to give the word because of his upbringing, his parents and all, mm-hmm. and the fact that he had two citizenships. But the thing that I like most about Paul was he didn't let the grass grow on his feet. He didn't let somebody say, well, you know, you're a babe in Christ. You just can't do what the Lord. I know the Lord told you to do that, but maybe it's just not the right season right now. Paul was assured of the voice of God. He knew it was expedient that the word of God get out to the people, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. But he made no reservation as to why he was not doing God's will. He was thankful that his eyes had been opened, thankful that he had not only had the education from the, as a child and with Gamaliel, but he was also thankful for the teachings he received with Ananias. You know, God is good. And if you keep on reading this part, you'll see where he just didn't stop with Ananias' teaching. But God gave him others to teach him and to guide him along his way to make sure that he was abreast and aware of all that was going on in both the Gentile and the Jew population. So the word was not shunned from the Jew and the Gentile anymore. Before, if you weren't a Jew, you didn't get the word from mm-hmm. the synagogues. But now, Paul is teaching. It's not just for the Jews, Mm -hmm. it's the Gentile, anybody that will believe and receive. And I do believe that that was the reason, if we read a little bit further, it talks about Peter having a dream with all these animals, unclean animals, and I truly believe that was God telling him of the forecoming visit with him with um, Saul, because, amen. Amen. I don't want to get ahead of myself, yeah. but I'm just saying, you know, God God chose Paul to be the forerunner that anyone other than a Jew can receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I, I just thank God that the God let it be known that salvation is to anyone who receives it. And I, I, wanna- I think... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I want to add to. Um, I always um, have heard um, Minister Eddie Orr said he said this repeatedly, and I I think this would encourage his heart as well. That when God gives you a job to do, He equips you to do that job. Mm-hmm. And I often think about that, and I thought about Saul. God equipped him right away. With the ta- for the task that lied ahead of him, and I, I just wanted to insert that because I often I've often heard Minister Eddie say, whatever that job is that God has given you to do, you need to do that. You don't know what souls are at stake when God has tasked you with a job to do, and like He gave Ananias that job to do to go to Saul. You know, like he didn't question God. God talked with him. So whatever God has given us to do, we must do that job because we don't know what lies ahead. What is that circumstance that they're dealing with at that time? So we 
for life application, we need to do what God has assigned to our hands to do. Amen. Amen. I just want to say, uh, you know, uh, speaking from the uh, verse 17, how uh, Ananias obeyed God. Amen. And, you know, uh, the scripture tells us later on, it's better to obey God than to sacrifice. Amen. And that's what our whole uh, desire, uh, either what the Lord expects us to do in our salvation is obedience. Amen. And Paul showed obedience by accepting what Jesus had told him. Amen. As, uh, you know, he uh, redirected his path. Amen. And then Ananias came through with a perfect obedience and did what the Lord wanted him to do. Amen. And and when he did, uh, I must say this, when you obey God, you can always expect God to back up whatever he told you to do. Oh, yes. Amen. Uh, if he tell you and you do exactly what the Lord tell you to do, know that the results are going to be godly. Amen. And in Ananias uh, laying hands on Paul, amen, Paul was delivered. Amen. And, and uh, the scripture tells us that uh, Paul was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. And not only that, you know, they said the scales fell from his eyes. Amen. He had a new vision. Uh-huh. He had a new desire. Yeah. Amen. He had new goals that the Lord had given him. Uh, amen. And when the scales fell from Paul's eyes, uh, amen, he saw what the Lord wanted him to see. Amen. He saw the occupation, if you will, that the Lord has instructed him to have. Amen. And and when the Lord takes scales off your eyes, you don't have to worry about them returning if you would obey God. Many times, many things or many spirits come back to buffer many of us because we are not obeying God. Amen. And the scripture tells us it's better to obey God than man. Amen. And many times after the Lord takes the scales and deliver you, amen, it's best for you to stay in the same realm that the Lord had brought you in when he delivered you. Amen. And it goes on to say, it does not say that all that Paul had in his mind to do before returned back unto him because he was totally delivered. Amen. And when you get totally converted, amen, from the will of the flesh, amen, and you are in the will of God, amen, you don't have to worry about not doing what you're supposed to do. And see, a lot of people, when the Lord converts, they don't sell at all. They don't give up everything that the Lord had delivered them from. They still hold on to it, and therefore, amen, the Holy Ghost will not come in. Amen. There are so many people, amen, that's coming forth saying that they are saved and they don't have the Holy Ghost is because it's something that they didn't do. They didn't lay aside every weight and the sin that would so easily beset them. But in contrast, Paul did because he knew, amen, he believed Jesus' report uh, that he told him, 
that after he delivered him, there were responsibilities uh, for him to come forth in. And after the Lord delivered us and convert us, uh, we are supposed to accept what the Lord has for us. Uh, amen. And also Paul even goes on after uh, conversion and all, even in the book of Romans, uh, uh, he make it known even in the 14th chapter and the uh, fifth verse, he says that, you know, you've got to be persuaded in your mind <laughs> that this is what you want. God to do for you. And even so, you must admit in your mind, it's God's will now. It's God's desire now. Not everything that I want in life, but what God wants me to have in life, uh, and that is to go forth and to please him. Uh, amen. And when you please God, uh, you will see, understand, and know that you are being guided by the Spirit of God. And as the Scripture goes on to say, you can walk in Jesus' footsteps then uh, because Jesus' footsteps always led uh, to the throne of God. Amen. I don't want you to think that we're <clears throat> giving Paul glory and what have you, but here we're glorifying the work that God did through Paul. Mm-hmm. And when we look at Paul's life, we can go all through the New Testament, and it talks about how Paul was an apostle of Jesus Christ. In Galatians 1 and 1 it says, Paul, an apostle mm. of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. We can go to Ephesians and it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God mm-hmm. to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the in Christ Jesus. We could go on and on in Colossians where it talks about he was still an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, mm-hmm. an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God according to the promise of life, which is Christ Jesus. Paul, a servant, Titus, Titus 1 and 1, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect and acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. He represented God. And if any situation where ever would try to give him glory, he and Barnabas, they will quickly rent their clothes and say, it is not I that speak these things, it is Jesus Christ, the one that died for you, that you crucified on the cross. They were quick to give the testimony of Jesus Christ, and that's we as the people of God have to be just as quick to rebuke when false things are said or when they try to glory, give you glory. Make sure you give it to God, except for the glory of God. There go I too. Amen. And I would just, you know, like to say this, that not only did the Lord uh, raise up Paul, amen, but there are so many people that has come through in the same track or the same way that Paul did. 
amen, as many of uh, the people of God uh, that the Lord has raised up just like he did Paul. Mm -hmm. Amen. And many of us had the same traits uh, that Paul had. uh, Amen. And if we would just turn it around and rename it, we can say, hey, I'm a Paul, amen, as I am, as the Lord delivered me. Because I came through the same rim. We are not glorifying anybody but the spirit of God that was in Paul. As we tell everybody, amen, the Lord has no respect of person. Mm -hmm. What he did for Paul, what he did for Peter, what he did for Titus, uh, amen, he can do the same thing for us, uh, amen, as we surrender, as Paul surrendered. uh, That's the whole concept of salvation, surrendering to the Lord and letting the Lord uh, take your life and turn it around, uh, that you will be a perfect example to the non-believers uh, and even those that are weak in the faith uh, and those that are falling short of the glory of God to let them know uh, all you have to do is repent, uh, make it known to God that I feel short, but I have faith in you to believe uh, that you can resurrect me uh, and that you can use me as you use Paul. I mean, the, the Lord has no respect to person. Amen. Only those uh, that will oh. do what he command them to do are the ones that he can use. Amen. Amen. Anyone else have anything to contribute? All I got to say is sometimes it takes God to knock you down, mm-hmm. to bring you to that lower state. That's when he can use you. Because, uh, <clears throat> but you got to rise up. And when he knock you down, he'll open up your eyes that you can see that no man <clears throat> has the power over you. No man has the power to do anything, <clears throat> but God has all power. God is, <clears throat> he opened up your eyes like it, like it said about uh, uh, Ananias. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard, heard by, <clears throat> by me, of this man how much evil, I know how much devil he has done to the saints of uh, Jerusalem. Now, he, he, has, he has authority from the chief prince. To bind all kinds, bind all calls of my name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel. Do you know what it means to what it means to be chosen with God? That God will give you authority to stand up to tell people about how good He is. Because see, like that's what God used the one that might be overeducated, as you could say, where. <clears throat> They know the words, but they use it in the wrong way. But when God cleans you up, God will show you and teach you exactly what to say. You must be, you must suffer a lot in His namesake. You're gonna go through people that was your friends gonna turn their back on you. People gonna say all things about you. But if you put your trust in God and believe it, we are the modern day Paul. We are the modern ones because. Nothing new is under the sun. Every time that he get persecuted, or you get persecuted, look back what he went through, the trials that he went through, the trials that he went through. Even though, like, 
See, we are taught the right way, but sometimes we let our flesh and things get in the way of God, and God cannot use in the fullness. All this in this chapter is saying that we got to give up everything and do what God have us to do, and God will lead and guide you. And you see that perfect example, because everybody that came to God had scales on their eyes. They could not see clearly. They could not do what God wants to do. They did what wanted to do, and, they, and we thought we was right. When we get in church, and some people might say this, you've been in church longer than me, I can't tell you that, but God can use anybody, regardless of what. A sinner that came off the street. That you can't say that he don't love God. You can't say that God ain't in him, because you know what God can do in a twinkling of an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We as a people of God uh, one thing I know that Paul stood on was his faith, mm-hmm. his love for God, mm-hmm. and his assurance that God had called him and given him a work to do. We as a people of God, we've been called of God. It said many are called, but few are chosen. Paul was a chosen to, be, to do the work for God. We as a people of God are chosen to do a work for God. Are we doing that, or are we just sitting by the wayside watching the flowers grow, uh, watching the sinner man pass by without giving them a word of God, not telling people of God that people that are not in God, that God loves them, and that God hears your cry and sees your situation? Are we being the missionary that Paul was, or are we sitting back and just reaping the benefits of the crumbs that fall from the table by just doing the minimum to get past. We all have a choice to our lives. We all have a purpose for our lives. We've all been at that point that Paul was. Maybe we weren't riding a horse, but we were doing something that God knocked us down to get our attention, and we were converted. Now let us walk forward to do all that God has assigned to our hand, that we would be missionaries, that he can depend on get his word out. Now, is there anyone else that has anything to say before I ask our uh, minister, James Beatty, to close him? Oh, boy. Got Jameson, you want to close us in prayer? Amen. Father God, we thank you, God, even for the opportunity, God, to serve you. And God, just to know you as friend, as one that's able, God, to give us strength, God, even in our weakest hour, God, that's able, God, to take the scales from our eyes and to give us new vision, a new desire, God, a new determination, a new press, God, to please you, to love you, to appreciate you, and to always let you do what only you can do in our lives, and God, to rejoice in you at all times and knowing that you are there just for us. Uh, And for these things, we thank you, we honor you, we appreciate you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Praise God for each of you being on the line tonight. Keep our evangelist, uh, Lily Taylor, up in prayer, and all those that can shut in, that God will do a work for each of their lives. 
In Jesus' name, have a blessed evening. Love you all. Amen. Night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.